0: Good morning, family. (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, do I have time today? (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, can I please have some water? This is not fair. We have never seen things like this when I teach. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's the youth. (laughs) Right, so today we're doing Welcome to the Kingdom, Part Two. <laughs> all right, let's open up in prayer. Let's close our eyes and pray because this time I, there's a lot of things that I wanna say, and in the next thirty minutes I need to say all of these things. All right, so um, I wrote some of the important things that I wanna say here, so please don't mind me when I read here because these are the things that I actually wanna leave with you today. Okay. Um, Let's close our eyes and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. You are a good Father. We worship you and we praise your holy name. There's no one like you. We welcome your presence in this place. You said when two or more are gathered together in one place, you are there with them. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Touch our hearts, change our minds. Deliver us, Lord. Teach us your things, your truth, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so, in this teaching, I want to educate and reveal to you the practical meaning of Christianity. All right, so the things I'm going to be teaching today, these things are practical. Some of the stuff will offend your religion. Yep, and some would change your tradition. And some will cause you to burn more for the kingdom of God. Amen. The kingdom concept is opposite to the democratic concept. It's opposite. The way we've been trained to grow up and the way we've been taught in this world at school, some of the things you might have to throw them in the dustbin. Remember last week we spoke about the word repent, and we said repent, repentance is not feeling sorry, but it is changing your thinking, the way you've been taught, and I believe today's teaching is going to separate us here, in a good way, maybe, in, maybe not so good, <laughs> but you go, you're going to have to search your heart and see which category you fall under because they are Christians and they are followers of Jesus and it's different and today I'm going to show you from the Bible what it takes to be a Christian and what it takes to be a follower a lot of people in the Word of God missed miss that opportunity to follow Jesus, even though they were Christians. So we have to adjust our mentality when it comes to the Bible. We have to protect the kingdom principles that have been sown into our hearts because that's the only thing that the devil is after. That's the only thing. When you hear the word of the kingdom, the devil just cannot wait. He's in a hurry. He he's just comes and snatches it away immediately. He does not waste time because he knows when you discover the kingdom, you're going to discover who you are. You're going to know exactly who you are. And when you, when you know who you are, you become unstoppable and you become untouchable. So the devil has done a good job in messing with our identity. Right now, we are facing an identity crisis. A lot of people don't know who they are. If you are to understand your royalty place in Christ Jesus, you will be unstoppable. Now, the Bible, we said last week, it's, Not a book about religion. It's a book about a king and his kingdom. The kingdom of God is not a religion. Now, religion is trying to do, is trying to tell us to do this and to do that. And the kingdom of God does not say do this and do that. The kingdom of God says be this. There is a difference. That's why atheists and people that do not believe in Jesus Christ. Think that we are confused we don't know what we want muslims say do this christians say do that buddhists say do this now people who don't know anything about god they're like okay i listened to this one is saying i must do this you are saying i must do you know what I'm, I'm just good without god like you guys are all confused you don't know what you're doing and what you're up to therefore a lot of people are asking then what am i supposed to do That is a wrong question to ask. The question you're supposed to be asking is, who am I supposed to be? Now, this is a different approach to the kingdom. In the kingdom, I am not doing, I am being. I have been trying to do A lot of things for the past 15 years, like I've been asking myself, okay, what do I have to do to end God's favor? What do I have to do to stop sinning? What do I have to do not to go to hell? What do I have to do for God to bless my finances? And that is a wrong question. The question I'm supposed to be asking, who am I supposed to be? Whenever you just be, the doing comes naturally. Yeah. Wow. Whenever I'm myself, anyone who tries to be me will have to do a lot of things. Anyone who tries to be Pastor Abby will have to work a lot. And they'll be frustrated. <laughs> they'll be stressed and and angry. No wonder religious people are so angry and have no fruit of the Spirit. For they themselves don't know what they are doing. It's confusion. And calling other people into the confusion that they are in. Now God is saying, when are my people going to stop doing church and actually be the church? When are my people going to stop doing ministry and be the ministry? Church is not what we do, family. Church is who we are. We are the church. We are not trying to be the church. Now, let us go to Genesis verse. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to show you something because I, just, I want to touch on this a little bit and pass because there's other things that I want to touch on. But I want to show you in the next two minutes who you are. Now, this is the beginning. Genesis 1, verse 26. Now, this is God. He created heavens and he created the earth. And then he said here in verse 26, now here God was thinking, okay, we need to make people like us. He says, let us make men in our own image according to our likeness, all right? So God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are having a meeting. They're saying, okay, let's create people in our own image and likeness, all right? So, what should we give them? How are we like? Should we give them love? No, 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 no. Not yet. That's going to come. Should we give them faith? No. What is the main thing about us? Now, look at this. He said, let us... Make men in our, in our image and according to our likeness. Now listen to this. Let them have what? Dominion. Let them have what? Dominion. That's the first thing about God. You need to know. Now I went and looked up the word dominion and look, look at what it says. It says dominion is power, control, mastery, command, leadership. Rule, government, empire, and this one, I like it. It says influence. So he says, let us make them in our image and likeness. Let them have power. Let them have control. Let them have mastery. Let them have command. Let them have leadership. Let them rule. Let them govern. Let them have the empire. Let them influence. What? Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. You know, instead of naming all these things, then God says, you know what? Let them have dominion over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Let them have dominion over everything. Say, I'm the king. king. That's one thing. Now, these words are the words that describes a king. God made us to be like him. The reason why we settle for less is because we don't know who, who we are. That's why we get defeated so easily. We need to understand who we are. We are just like God. Now, if you don't believe that you are the king, let us go to Revelation verse chapter 1 verse 5. It says And from Jesus Christ the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Now that it does, does not speak about the king of the UK, the king of um, Swaziland. Talk, this is talking about us. It says, to him who loved us and washed us from our sin and his blood and has made us kings and priests. To his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. He has, he has made us kings. So when you pray and say, Lord of lords, king of kings, you're talking about you, king of kings. Now, God owns the heavens. But has given us the earth. Psalm 115. It says, The earth belonged to the Lord, but the earth. No, the heavens. I wrote it wrong here. Is it on the screens? Oh, verse uh, 16, sorry. Psalm 115 verse 16, it says, The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth, he has given it to mankind. God has given us the earth to rule over. Remember the scripture we read. To what, what are you supposed to do in the earth? To rule, right? Now, you need to understand that God, even though God has given us the earth, and he says the heaven is his, and the earth, God still owns everything because he's the one who created everything. In the kingdom of God, family, you do not own anything. You see, in this world, in this democratic world, we've been taught that we own things. You work hard, you go to school and you go to varsity and you get a job and you buy things and you own those things. And today I just want to tell you that you don't own anything. Everything belongs to the king. In the kingdom, everything belongs to the king. Your children are not yours, they are the king's. Your husband is not yours, he is the king's. Your car is not yours. Uh oh. <laughs> Am I getting touchy? You know, know, you're going to believe the other things, but not this one. Your car is not yours. It's the king's. And if the king wants to use it, you have to give it away. Because it's not yours. It is the king's. Your money is not your money. You are only a steward. That is a very important word in the kingdom. We are all stewards, we are managers. A steward is someone who manages that which belongs to another, especially the finances. It's not yours. When God gives you money, you need to ask the king, what does he want you to do with this money? Don't come up with your own conclusions. So in the kingdom, let let us go to Psalm 24. Psalm 24 verse 1. I want to show you that. And I like the scripture in the NLT. In the NLT it says, The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. Now, When the Bible says everything, it's not joking. Yeah. Everything means everything. All. Like nothing left. Anything you see on this earth is the Lord's. But it does not end there. It says the world and its people belong to him. That's Psalm 24 verse 1. So, last week, quickly, we defined the word kingdom, and we said, the kingdom is a form of government, and that word kingdom is a compound word, and it's made of, out of two words, king's dominion. Everything in this world, they say in this world, um, in this government, they say the government is of the people, by the people, for the people. In the kingdom, we say everything. The government is of the king, by the king, for the king. You cannot vote the king into power. You vote the government into power, but the king is a king forever. So, let's get into today's word. That was just a recap. (laughs) That was just a recap. So, let's continue where we left off. I didn't tell you it was a recap. No. And I don't have time. Part three, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay, so let's go to our anchor scripture. All right. So, I'm so excited for today's word. All right, so um, let's go to Matthew chapter 6. I said everything I wanted to say in the beginning. Now, this scripture, like you can see my Bible like it's messy on the scripture because like there's a lot happening here. Now remember, we left off on Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Now, this is God's number one priority, family. This is God's number one priority. The kingdom of God is a response to earthly mess. The kingdom of God is the answer to all the worry. All the stress that you have. If you were to sit down with God and say, can you please bring me two chairs, please? Please. If you were to sit down with God, this is you and this is God. And you say, Lord, all right. I want, Tell me, tell me God, like tell me how to love the woman that you have given me. I wanna love her, I wanna protect her, I want to provide for her, I want to love her the way you want me to love her. Do You know what? God's answer would be, one, seek first the kingdom. Yeah? If you say, God, you know what, my family is growing, we've got three kids now and we need a bigger house, can you please bless me with a bigger house, please? Seek first the kingdom. Okay, Jesus, like, Pastor Tyler's been talking about seeking first the kingdom, like, but, like, Jesus, you know what? Like, I really need money. Like, please, please, please. I need, Jesus, 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 please, please. Like, uh, Jesus. I need a financial blessing, Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Family, we've been going around trying to seek the things that God is telling us not to seek because we have entered the kingdom. And in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, he tells us exactly not to worry about these things, not to worry about what you're going to eat, not to worry about what you're going to wear, but instead of all these things. I know this is a priority. I know you need these things. I know you need shelter. I know you need money. I know. But I am saying to you, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is righteousness? I know I've been talking about the kingdom of God. But righteousness is right standing with the governing authority. It's right standing with the government Right standing with the king. Right alignment. If you drive through a red light in this country, you are not in right standing with the government. Therefore, you will be punished for that. Now, God is telling us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things, will come. Now, the kingdom of God is not something that you can just, you know, while you're just walking and just stumble on it. No, 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 no. It's so precious. The kingdom of God is so precious. And the church has taught so many people to just receive Jesus. All you have to do, and you remember last week, we said the word Jesus means salvation. And we think after receiving Jesus, that's it. All you have to do to receive Jesus, you just have to come broken, hurting, and say, Jesus, I receive you. Salvation is a free gift. It's free. It's easy. Anyone can get salvation. But the kingdom of God, you have to seek it. It's, 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 It's work. You have to work. Now, a lot of people, they receive him, and then they stay there and then they expect things to happen. They're not going to happen. You coming to church every Sunday for the past 20 years, standing there, does not mean you're seeking the kingdom. It's not about longevity. It's not about how long you've been in church. It's about a heart attitude. It's about a heart attitude. Like, seeking requires work. You cannot just come to church and... Kingdom, and then you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. So, seeking is pursuing. Remember, we defined the word seeking. And we said seek is to pursue, go after, go for, strive, aim, do one's best. Now, some people have been seeking, you know. Um, some people, they say, all right, yeah, um, in my family, it's God first, and then my, my marriage, and then children, then my job, and then everyone else. Yeah, and then ministry, <laughs> yes. But the thing is, yes, that's what you say, but is it like that? Is it God first? Is it really God first? Because he says seek first, and first means priority, the highest, the greatest. A lot of us we say God first, and then when the church calls, like they, oh, they must just wait. My, I need to attend to my family. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I, I told you that some of you are gonna be like, mm, yeah, and then you are like, all right, God is God wants you to do something, and then there's another need. Somewhere else. And you're like, okay, mm, okay, let me do that first. And then I'll come back. God will understand. That's not first. That's not seeking. You are not really seeking. You are just being a Christian, an ordinary Christian. Family, we have to stop being ordinary Christians. We need to pursue the kingdom of God first. It needs to be first. We said repent means to change your mind. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Now, I told you, this message is the only message Jesus preached. This message, Jesus preached this message when this was his first sermon. It was his first sermon. When he started preaching, it was his first sermon. And people did not understand him. And then he started saying, okay, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, if you can look throughout the scripture with Jesus speaking, he's making an example about the kingdom of God. The scriptures that you like, they, they're from the kingdom of God. And before he died, he said, the kingdom. Go to all the world and preach the kingdom. And then, a lot of people don't know this, but Jesus rose up for about six for about six weeks, he was with his disciples, and he was teaching them about the kingdom again. So this must be very important that after you died, you you get up and then you talk about the kingdom. This must be very important to God, the kingdom of God. Verse 17, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says, change your mind for, because the government of heaven is here, has arrived. I am here. You are seeing me now. Now change the way you are thinking. Change the way you've been taught. Remember last week I made an example. I said... Um, with my sister hiding the key. Because a lot of people are asking, okay, why, why is God hiding this kingdom? Why doesn't he just give it to us? Because the kingdom of God is treasure, family. The, the kingdom of God is treasure. You have to dig for treasure. And some of us are waiting on other people to dig for us. No, this is something you do for yourself. And I want to, I want to read a scripture for you. In Matthew 13, verse 44. Now, Jesus is making a comparison about the kingdom of God. Now, he says here, again, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has to buy the field. The kingdom of God, he sold everything, all that he had, just to buy that field with one treasure, one thing. There must be something with this treasure. If you give everything, just for one thing, let's continue reading because he makes another parable again that's similar to that. Again, keep saying again. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, just one pearl of great price, went and sold. All that he had and bought it. Yeah. This kingdom, it just takes all. 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 Yeah. The most important thing to us is just food and clothes. And where we live. And money. That's nothing compared to the kingdom of God. When you find the kingdom of God, those things, you don't need them. In in fact, in the kingdom of God, those things, we don't need them. We need only one thing, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, the disciples were troubled. And they were like, Jesus, why do you keep speaking in parables? Why don't you just give it to us straight? Like, tell us straight. Let's see that in Matthew 13, verse 10. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. Verse 12. For whoever, whoever has, to him more will be given. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. That is just too deep. Family, these are some of the scriptures that make me like, what is this kingdom? I want to know about this kingdom. That verse, verse 12, verse 10. Now, I want you to picture this. Jesus, everywhere he went, a lot of people followed him. A crowd of people followed him. And he used to speak to them in parables. And the 12 disciples one day they set Jesus down. They said, this, are, this is Jesus. These are the disciples. Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? And then look at Jesus' answer. He said, Because it has been given to know the mysteries. Because it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. So to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of, God, of, of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Who is them? Who is them? Remember Jesus had a lot of crowd following them, following him. Those were the believers. Christians. Those were the Christians. And Jesus said to to the disciples, the 12 disciples, to you it has been given the keys to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. (laughs) Family... This, this is the part that's going to yeah to the Christians to the followers why were they given the keys to know the mysteries instead of I uh, stand <laughs> okay let me finish this point but why was it given to them but not to them Family, can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Okay, let me me say this. How many of you want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? How many of you want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? Okay. How many of you don't want to know the mysteries? Okay. All of us, we want to know the mysteries. You know why? It has been given to them. It's because the disciples left everything to follow Jesus. The disciples left everything to follow Jesus. But them, they were not willing to leave everything. It reminds me of a story in the word of God. A man who almost became a disciple. And Jesus, and this man, he said, like, Jesus, what can I do, you know? Um, what can I do to enter the kingdom of God? Something like that but, And Jesus said Oh, You know almost, keep the law Do not commit adultery Do not steal Obey your parents And this man said I've done those things This was a rich young ruler Yes, the rich young ruler This man was wealthy And this man is like Jesus, I've done those things And then Jesus said to him Okay, now I want you to take everything you own Go sell it and take the money and give it to the poor and come follow me he said nah he, he, that was just too much so what are you saying, You're saying we must leave everything to follow Jesus it's between you and God I'm not going to tell you what to do what is God telling you but I'm telling you if you want to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven just like the disciples this is what they did now, your mind might be saying, so, I must leave my job and follow Jesus. I must leave my kids and follow Jesus. I don't know what living something looks like to you, but there might be something that's hindering you from following Jesus. There might be something that's hindering you from following Jesus. And until you let go of that thing, some of us are pursuing wealth. We want to be rich. The Bible is clear. God knows you need that. Pursue the kingdom first and his righteousness. Now, Mark chapter 10, verse 15. This is my closing scripture, then. Mark chapter 10. So when you seek. The kingdom of God, family You have to Be like a child You have to be like a child You must not think that you know it all You've been a Christian for a long time What is this small boy going to teach me? What what is this church going to teach me? Mark 10 Verse 15 Now if you don't want to become like a child, look at the scripture, what it says. It says, Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. What does that mean? Think about a child. A child trusts. If you tell a child, if like, when I was growing up, I was told, I remember, when I was growing up, I was told that, you know, a child, a child comes with an aeroplane and then they land somewhere. And like, my, almost my entire life, I believed that lie. Because I, I even told my friends, you know, you know, you know, an aeroplane brought a child. There's a child now in my, in my house. <laughs> we believed it. A child believes, you don't, a child does not have to repent of anything. They don't have to change their mind on anything. Whatever they are given, they trust. They trust their authorities. The reason you don't trust the word of God is because you haven't made it authority over your life. You have to trust your authorities. You have to trust the word of God. You have to trust God. You have to trust your daddy. If you do not receive this kingdom as a little child, you will by no means enter it. Now, I want you, if you've got a pen, I want you to circle the word enter on your Bible. The word enter, it's not the word like that means going into. Mm -mm. The word enter, right next to it, experience experience you will not experience the kingdom what does that mean? there's a man who won a ticket to go on a trip a cruise trip And this man got the tickets, and it was a three-day trip, Um, almost like like friends like this, you know, to give you a picture. And he was so excited to go on this trip, he packed everything, he was ready, he went. And when he got there, day one, there was so much fun. People were having fun. They were celebrating, they were eating good food. They were participating in beautiful things, swimming, sports, you know. Day three, there was like concerts happening, but he was just at home, not going anywhere. He was just just in the cruise and just watching, you know. But he was was having fun, you know, just looking at the people having fun. Like, wow, wow, this is good. You're taking photos. Day three came. He had his own lunch, his own food. In his bag, eating his own food, when it's time to go eat, he did not go eat. But he smelled the food. He saw the food look good. The, the trip was just amazing. the experience it was like, but he was just there, just looking like, "Wow, wow, wow, you know, sitting on the chairs and watching everyone, having fun, you know, living a good life. Then the day came when the trip had to end, and there was a, what do you call him, the captain. He was waiting there, shaking people's hand, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. Um, and then it was this man's turn as they were going home. The captain said, thank you for coming, and this man uh, asked him, did you have a good time? This man said, yo, I had a fantastic time, thank you so much, yo, I wish I could do this again. And uh, but I have one, uh, one problem, though." And the captain was like, wow, okay, it's the first time. Everyone just had fun. There was no problems. What's up with this man? And the man said, you know, I wish I brought, enough, I, brought in, I brought enough money so I can participate in everything that was happening here in the cruise. And the captain said, excuse me, can I see your ticket? And he gave him the the ticket. And he looked at the ticket. And he turned the ticket around. And he saw the ticket said everything included. But he did not read the back of the ticket. And now he was like, can I? And it was just, the trip was over. He could not anymore. So family, the kingdom of God, if you do not understand it, you will not experience it. God wants us to experience the kingdom here on earth. A lot of people are just in a rush to go to heaven. Can I show you a scripture? Can I show you a scripture about that quickly? I know I said it was my last one. I know, I know. But this one is the last one. Let me try. I told you there's a lot of things I want to say today. Okay, verse 4, chapter 24, verse 4. Matthews, chapter 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. Now have you heard those people who, who preach in the streets and say repent because the world is coming to an end. To repent because Jesus is coming soon. And we see COVID happening, low shading happening. What's the recent one that happened? Earthquake happening and with tornado in, in KZN and we think definitely Jesus is coming. And now there are no jobs and everyone is just like you know what? Can just Jesus come so we can go to heaven? Can we just go? I've got news for you. Let's read the words of Jesus. This is Jesus Himself talking about that. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. You are not what? So why are you you troubled when you see that the percentage, the unemployment percentage rate is going up? Why why is that worrying you? Why do you think there's recession? He says, "Do not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass." Say they must come to pass. They must happen. So they're bound to happen. It's going to happen. The wars and rumors of wars. It's going to happen. But the end is not yet. For nation will will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. This is just the beginning. It's starting. It's just the beginning. It's not ending. Uh-uh. It's the start. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Yeah? The thing is when you become a Christian, no one tells you these things. You a lot of people come and they become a Christian because they want Jesus to bless them. It's not like that. <laughs> I'm sorry to pass your problem. If you, if you became a Christian because you want Jesus to bless you, to give you a car, to give you money, um, here we die. See <laughs> yeah. father. These are the words of Jesus. And you will be hated by all nations. For my name's sake. Verse 9. Let me read it again. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. Many will be offended. Hmm, I see that a lot in church. Many will be offended. Will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Haibo? Isn't. Are this the. Okay. Say koti papa. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, family. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. Now this is the part I want to get to. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. As a witness to all the nation. And then the end will come. If there's still someone who does not know Jesus Christ at your workplace, the end is still far. If there are people that are in the street that do not know Jesus here, then the end is still far from coming. If there are people at your work that don't know God, there's still a lot to be done. So we are not going to heaven anytime soon. Amen. Thank you.
1: So in other words, if you're not ministering to that sinner next to you at work, you're delaying the end. You're delaying the end. So the end is up to us. If we want to see the end, we will fulfill the great commission as soon as possible. Amen. I told you. I told you that you are in for a treat. Was that not a treat? Five star. Wow. I don't think you heard what was taught. I really don't think you heard. I'm not convinced you heard. If you really heard what was taught there's something that he did and i leaned on to my wife and i said did you hear that i thought he will ponder on that but he just tapped and passed and i was disappointed that he just touched in it and passed it but he did something that the last time i spoke i said i'm going to talk about how i disagree with the order of marriage that has been taught. Remember? Remember me saying that? That there's an order that has been taught of marriage that I don't agree with it anymore. I used to, not anymore. Because a lot of things we take and we run with them because they were said and they sound good. But when you really do your research and you study the scriptures, and you allow the scriptures to show you, you will see that the scripture is not saying what is being said. And he gave the order right here. And you missed it. You did not miss it. He gave the order here. And I love the way he put it. I'm going to listen to this message again. He put it. He touched on God's order when he was talking about Matthew 6.33. He said something that made me go like, Boy, He touched on Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He said, the kingdom of God is not God. You missed it. He said, he did not say seek first God. He said, seek first his kingdom. And then he said, God's kingdom is not God. He said that. So, according to scripture, who must be, who must we seek first? According to scripture, who must we, according to that scripture, who must we seek first? Amen. Anyway. Anyway. Now, if you see God's kingdom, when Jesus gave us the great commission, what was he saying? What was he giving us? He said here yeah, the end will not come until this gospel of the kingdom is preached. The gospel of the kingdom that must be preached is the great commission. That Jesus says it must be taught in all the world. So seeking the kingdom of God is doing exactly what Jesus was doing his disciples like Tando explained to us. He was always preaching about what? The message of the kingdom. What did he tell his disciples to leave him to do what? To leave everything that they were doing and follow him in his assignment of the kingdom. Which we can call ministry. Amen? So how do you tell me that my marriage comes before ministry? When ministry is fulfilling the kingdom? Ministry is fulfilling the kingdom. But he said, I must seek first the kingdom. And all these things that I want to prioritize, he said, don't seek them. I will add them to you. And I love the illustration with the chairs. Where he said, imagine asking God, Lord, I want this. What must I do? God says, seek the kingdom. Well, what, does, what is God saying? Do ministry. Why? Because ministry is my vision god is saying ministry is my vision how i got you to be my child that's ministry so i want the same for everyone else because as long as everyone else does not have what you have the end is not coming so what's important is this vision of god the main thing that is important what we are here for is to fulfill god's vision when we are busy with god's vision God becomes busy with our things. You see, you want to seek your marriage. God knows best about your marriage. Seek Him. He will sort your marriage out. You want to seek finances. Seek Him. He will sort out the finances. You want to seek your children and protect them. Seek Him. He will sort your children out. But when we are concerned about this thing and we worry, remember from verse 25, Gene also spoke about it during the offering. See, God is saying the same thing. Do not worry about your life. Do not worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to, all these things. He says, don't worry about these things because these are the things that the pagans worry about. They they go after these things. Don't go after these things. Don't worry. But we're not seek first. While they worry about these things, you seek first. Isn't that what he said? He said, and when you seek first, these things that they worry about, that they seek, where now because you seek the kingdom, these things, you, they will be added to you. you got, who will add them? God. God is saying, you seek the kingdom, and these things, I'll sort them out. I'll sort them out. So don't worry about your children, how they will come up. Don't worry about that. Just seek God. Hello? Everything is going crazy in this world. Children are doing all sorts of crazy things. Don't worry. Just seek the kingdom. And the seeds that you sow in serving God, you will reap a harvest in your children's life being taken care of. Amen. Amen. One of my greatest concern was when I went through divorce was for my daughter growing up without her mother and father. How that would affect her. That's my concern. Because Many broken children, they are broken because of the effects of broken marriages. And those fears, and even those around me, even some family members, they said, you need to focus so much on your child because if you don't focus on your child, she's going to turn out very bad like the rest. So you cannot give your life to church too much. Look after your child because the effects of a broken marriage affect children. That made sense. It makes sense. It is true. It's a fact. But I said, no, I, I don't know how best to love this child to prevent them from the things of the world. I don't know how best to do it. The only one who knows how best to do it is God. So I'm going to go deeper in my seeking first to the kingdom. I will be preaching at God's children. Get phone calls during the night. Go and do counseling on God's children. Do home visitations and leave my child. There are times before I got married to this beautiful woman here. There are times where I left my daughter alone. And I locked everything. And I said I have to go do the work of the ministry. My mom used to be angry with me, saying that is so, that's so irresponsible. Yes, it looks irresponsible, but I don't think that's what Jesus thinks. I would leave her. Say, Lord, you take care of her while I go do your work. Amen. and she's turning out pretty good, she's turning out pretty good, there are times I come home and I find her listening to worship music, I'm like this child, hmm? are you with me family? You need to be aggressive when it comes to your children. I know education is important. But for me, not more than God. If I have a school that teaches godly principles, but they're not that that good in academics, and this one is very deep good in academics, but slightly when it comes to the things of God, I'll go there. I'll go there. That's why... I've got a passion of building a school. I've got a dream of building a school where we're going to teach children the ways of the kingdom. Why must I go have a, devil, a devilish child that's very good in academics? Well, what good will that bring my child? The Bible says, teach your children in the ways of the Lord. It did not tell me about academics. Uh, yes, yes, not Our children must get education, they must be educated, but not at the expense. Of Godly principles. Now bring your children to church. You're doing well. Bring your children to youth, to children's church. Let's instill the principles of God in these children. Because the government is not going to do it for us. Go and talk to young people on the streets. Smart, beautiful, intelligent, but talk to them. You'll be very disappointed, very hurt. The government is teaching them that they can choose their own gender. They can choose whether they are a boy or a girl. Imagine the government, the one that you are about to vote for next year. It says your children must choose whether they are a boy or a girl. When we talk about vote for Christian governments, you don't want to. But you want to put the devil as a president and expect godly results. How does that happen? are you calling the president the devil? well the Jesus says y- 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 you are of your father the devil fruits You will know them by their fruits what godly fruits are we seeing? we need to wake up family we need to wake up hello I'm getting too passionate, amen? All right. Your children are your only hope. Bring them in the house. Let them serve in the church. Did you hear what Pastor Tamda said? He said, let's stop seeking after riches. Let's seek the kingdom. He knows the things that we need. How many of you guys, ever since you started saving God, God never took care of you? Even though you had some concerns and worries, but you're still here. There are times some of you did not have rent. Some of us, we did not have money for whatever. We did not know how we're going to make whatever, but you're still here. Isn't that proof? You being here, isn't that no proof that he's been taking care of you? So why worry? So what was that worrying? What did that worry add into your life? The Bible says, who of you worrying will add anything into your life? Praise God. God is good. God is good. Did you get the word? (laughs) Wow. Praise God. Under... Pastor Andrew, Pastor, Pastor who? Can I last week Zozo? He said, "Please, I want, I just want to emphasize on these things. Forgive me. The reason why the disciples and the crowd, the disciples."